You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back to episode 120 of Televised Heroics. I'm here with Daniel, and we're talking about all your CW loveliness. But uh, this week, I don't feel like any of the shows deserve that much love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's unfortunate because, uh, I mean, I get it. They weren't all that great. So I, I, I finally returned to um, Black Lightning. Um, I watched this week's episode. You know, it's also unfortunate because you said you didn't watch this week's uh, Batwoman, which I thought was actually pretty good. I got to jump back onto that. So you got to explain to me what happened. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll talk. I'll talk about Batwoman. We'll get into Black Lightning, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow, and that should cover all the shows on the CW, right? Yes, <laughs> for this past week. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'll definitely tell you what's going on in Batwoman, and uh, let's before that, let's get into uh, a little bit of um, superhero comic book TV show news. First thing we want to talk about is Freeform a subsidiary of Disney uh, went ahead and canceled Marvel's cloak and dagger after two seasons. So their second season was already over and they, they went ahead and canceled the show. I guess a lot of people didn't know it was coming. And even the show's showrunner, I believe like had some stuff to say about it. What do you think about cloak and dagger being canceled? I know the two of us weren't really that big of fans. We, I never kept up with the second season, but, uh, you know, obviously watched the first one. We ourselves talked about it, but it was just too much teenage angst. And um, I know you've been speculating that, obviously, with uh, the Netflix shows being canceled as well, uh, maybe they're going to want reboot those on the, you know, Disney Plus app, yeah. especially since it's dropping, you know, next month. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're definitely going to see more of those characters show up in the uh, Disney plus era of the Marvel cinematic universe that's coming out now. Uh, it should be interesting, especially with uh, Feige con- you know, being in charge of just about everything over there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joe Pakowski, uh, the showrunner for um, cloak and dagger said, So, yeah, there are parts of me that feel gut-punched or angry at larger corporate forces, but the biggest feeling I have in my heart right now, by far, is pride. I'm so fucking proud with what we got to do on Cloak & Dagger. So, I mean, it wasn't... He was basically saying, you know, it sucks that, you know, our corporate uh, parents put us uh, on grounded or, or they basically canceled us, or they did cancel us, but... I'm proud of the show that we put out and that, that's cool. You know, there's a lot of people that worked for him and, uh, you know, made, made that show happen. So it was, it's important to make sure they all feel loved and, and know that it wasn't that you're not, uh, dissing them in any way. Yeah. Those are, you know, interesting choice of words though. You yeah. know, they could be twisted and misinterpreted, but I mean, you know, 
Well, I'm glad you got to say what you wanted to say about it. Yeah, it's de- it definitely has the possibility of being twisted and misinterpreted, especially in today's uh, clickbait headline kind of ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, over there at Disney Plus and all those Marvel characters, anything that's not uh, directly associated with Spider-Man is definitely getting some kind of reboots or reimaginings or uh, retcons going into the MCU now. It has been rumored that Charlie Cox might still show up as Daredevil at, in Disney Plus because apparently the two performances that Kevin Feige really enjoyed from the Netflix, at least the, the rumors that I saw from the Netflix shows was Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox as Daredevil and um, John Bernthal as the Punisher. So, <laughs> so there's a possibility that those two characters still exist in the DC or the MCU. Sorry. I mean, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, he's still, you know, you know, fighting uh, for as much as he can for the Daredevil series to continue. That's true. I mean, I, and everybody loves him as a kingpin. I'm sure Kevin Feige loved him as kingpin also. Amazing. He did a really good job. And, you know, especially since you lose so many of the Marvel villains because they're considered Spider-Man villains to Sony. The fact that they still have the ability to use the Kingpin in the MCU is pretty awesome. You, you should really, you should really think about keeping Vincent D'Onofrio around because you can do, you know, you can do um, so many uh, stories basically with the Kingpin, you can actually replace him with, uh, you know, a couple other, uh, you know, main villains. Yeah, exactly. From, you know, that are Sony associated with Sony. So they need to keep them around. Yes. Yes, most definitely. So that's a, uh, that's, it's, that's an interesting thing to think about at least. So over at uh comicbook.com, uh, Stephen Mel was given an interview uh, and they asked him about Manu Bennett, and he said, Manu is a character, and Manu played a great character, and I really honestly think that Arrow has been missing something since he hasn't been around. I really do. He was a transformative villain, and I would really love it if Death if Deathstroke could keep being a part of the Arrow universe. That's, I mean, that's interesting wording that he said, keep being part of the Arrow universe. I mean, you know that he's not going to be around anymore, so... I- there was the talk of, you know, a Deathstroke show at one point. That's why we got that those two episodes, what, two seasons ago? When he went and helped out uh, Deathstroke with his son in Australia. The idea was going to be that Deathstroke was going to, on his show, going to go looking for his, his son, his other son. Uh, or maybe even Joe, his daughter. Right? Yeah, so it, it could it could have been, it could be interesting. Uh, uh, but then Manu also said something on his, uh, Facebook page when that article came out, he said, Slade would say actions speak louder than words, kid. I was meant to keep my promises. You know what I mean? Honestly, I don't know what he means in, with that. And I don't even know if that's actually his page cause there's no check mark. So that's interesting too. Uh, Hey, what if he does come back? Um, you know, especially we have the Deathstroke squad or um, Deathstroke gang in, uh, you know, the future. So what if uh, he kind of manipulated uh, John Diggle Jr.? I mean, that's a definite possibility. 
I could see it happening. Uh, when we get into Arrow, that's that's going to be something we're going to have to talk about. Why not have him show up? He still has Mercury going through his body at some, you know, at, at least at, to a minimal amount. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm. I mean, I'm. So, I actually kind of surprised we haven't seen a Ravager. It's true. I mean, she's in Titans, so there's that. Maybe they don't want to cross. Uh, you know, they want to keep the both shows separate. I guess, Probably. especially since it's um. God, I forgot his name. Chief Allen's is a uh, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Isai Maraz. Yes, there you go. Yeah, he's playing Deathstroke on that show. But there, I had there were rumors. I have no idea. I I would assume by now, since we didn't see it. We haven't seen any pictures about it, or no one's announced it, but there were rumors that Titans was going to also be in the Crisis on Infinite Earth, so. Heard that, too. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. Uh, well, talking about the Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, sounds like CW has gone ahead and uh, greenlit a Superman and Lois show. Uh, starring Tyler Hoechlin as, as Superman and Elizabeth Talk Tulak as Lois Lane, who's you know they've already they've portrayed those couples in previous crossover events and then also on uh, Supergirl, CW Supergirl. So this we talked about this uh, possibility a while back, and uh, right. there because there were rumors that they were going to do that. So it's pretty cool that they. I mean, it looks like they're going to be going forward with their show. Uh, I don't, I wonder if this means that, uh, there's not going to be any more Superman movies anytime soon. Cause that was the biggest thing for a while is that they didn't want to do Superman TV shows. If there's going to be a Superman movie. Hey, and, um, I mean, Henry Cavill, you know, kept confirming that he was still going to be Superman. But at this point, you know, we really haven't heard him say anything about that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, the whole thing with Henry Cavill, who knows what's going on with that? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I, I enjoy him as Superman. I want him to do more movies, Superman movies. But if that's not going to happen, that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, the entire DC universe, uh, you know, right now, extended universe, movie wise, is kind of all over the place. So it really is. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. And we talk about this as what is it? Joker is like getting just crossed over 900 million uh, worldwide. So it's getting closer to a billion dollar movie. So expect more DC movies that are like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show is going to be run by uh, former flash showrunner Helbing. Uh, I don't know what his full name. I think it's Eric. Let me see if I can find that. Todd, sorry, Todd Helbing. And, uh, there's no, I don't think there's really any idea of what the show will be about. It says uh, Superman and Lois is being developed as a standalone pilot and will not be introduced as a planted spinoff on one of the existing DC sh- series on the CW. It marks a new stage in the DC franchise evolution of the CW as it features one of the most iconic DC characters, Superman. Yeah, that, so that's weird. It's not going to have a backdoor pilot like most of their shows usually do. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you first. 
Do you remember a little ways back, maybe about a year ago, uh, right around the time that DC Universe first started, they were talking about a Lois Lane TV show called Metropolis, where it was going to be Lois Lane and Lex Luthor like kind of solving crimes together, tech crimes together, because she's a reporter and she was going to, you know, break break stories where it would be some kind of tech tech crime that she would need Lex Luthor's help for before Superman showed up in Metropolis. I remember that. So I wonder if they're going to do, if, if any of that's going to appear in this or not. Probably not, but it's, it would be interesting. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, you brought up a good point, and uh, now it's just very unfortunate that they're going to go, not not saying, uh, you know, I have a problem with Tyler, but very unfortunate because uh, obviously Ray Palmer is getting, uh, or Brandon Ralph, he's getting written off the, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. So it's just very unfortunate that they're not going to go with uh, giving him another chance of being Superman. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Was like him as Superman in a Kingdom Come esque TV show would have been pretty awesome. Uh, that is pretty unfortunate that that's not doesn't seem like what's going to be happening unless unless the Superman <laughs> Lois Lane Lois show is going to be multiple Supermans <laughs> running around. That could be interesting. Pretty cool. But then again, um, the Kingdom Come Superman is very uh, brooding, kind of like uh, Batman is. So I don't know if we really want that. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. But by the time you get to the end of Kingdom Come, he's pretty much back to being the Clark that we love. The one that looks for the betterment of humanity kind of stuff. Yeah. So, You're not wrong there. Yeah. So speaking of Brandon Routh, his last day of filming Legends of Tomorrow has happened. Uh, to mark his five years on the show, he wrote on his uh, Instagram page, says, my final day of filming with my Legends family. I love you all and appreciate the five seasons we've spent together. It hasn't always been easy, but I think that's what makes it harder to leave. Getting through the growing pains of the first few seasons has bonded us and made the last three seasons a blast. I've never been a been at a job this long, so this is new for me. I think I will miss you all and the fun we've had making this silly show on the Wave Rider as much as I miss bringing Ray Palmer to life. Love and blessings on a great finish to the season. I mean, that kind of hurts. does. <laughs> I mean, what do you think that show is going to be like without Ray Palmer, the Atom? Oh, I don't even know, man, because him and Nate Wood just, uh, Nate Haywood have such a really good and strong relationship that that's going to be broken, you know, and it's, uh, and he brings a lot of that nerdy geekiness that we love and, you know, relate to and and he's the boy scout out of the group and it just sucks you know we're taking that away (laughs) i mean you're not wrong um i know we're introducing the character of ryan Choi, uh ryan cho Choi, no Choi, uh as the new adam in the infinite crisis but i don't know if he's going to be staying on the wave rider as uh the adam I can see him taking the place as a as a scientist bro with uh, Nate, but <laughs> I don't see him being the Boy Scout the same way that uh, Ray Palmer is, or at least how Brendan Routh portrayed him. 
Right, and he also plays them with some sort of uh, innocence as well. Yes. Always looking for the best of people, and you know that's like part of his charm. And I don't know, it's gonna lack a lot of that, and it's—I don't know if I can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that completely. Um, yeah, I mean, who's left from that original cast? I think the only people left are going to be Rory and 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 Sarah, right? I think you're right. Because we started off with the Hawks. Uh, then we had, we had Heatwave and, uh, Captain Cold. We had Sarah, we had Ray and that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then we got rid of the, we got rid of Hawkman real quick. Uh, Hawkgirl eventually left. Um, we picked a, oh, we forgot Firestorm. We had the, the Firestorm. But I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously, uh, the professor died and, and, uh, what's his face left. So we got, we got, uh, Isis and Nate and Vixen, but yeah, I think Sarah and, and Rory are the only ones that are left because, oh, and we forgot that we had Captain Walker or Captain hunter yeah rip hunter yeah he was on the original he was on the show originally that's that's unfortunate what left second or third season i think he left after the second season okay i think (laughs) i can't remember Is, (laughs) is there any other characters that you would like to see like show up in that show Like some of the other um, CW characters could actually, you know, show up on there, and it'd be it'd be awesome. Like I think it'd be awesome to have Brainy on there for a while. Oh, that's um, interesting. Um, I and I think that uh, having Ralph Dibney on there for for a bit would be pretty cool too. Who Ralph would be a great addition to that show. Uh, I I was just thinking that because what you were talking about with uh, other CW characters, I mean, obviously there's going to be people that are left needing to do something after uh, Arrow is gone. Uh, obviously, obviously, Juliana Harkavy is going to be going to Green Arrow and the Black Canaries. So is Katie Cassidy. But I don't know if uh, Rick Gonzalez says... Um, Renee is going to be going anywhere, so he could. Sh- Mad Dog could show up. Is it Mad Dog or Wild Dog? I was getting confused. <laughs> I always do too. Uh, he could. I think it's Mad Dog. He can show up on uh, Legends. That'd be kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is pretty much of a badass, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would mix things up a bit. Yeah, it would mix things up a bit, definitely. But what about like comic book characters that you haven't seen yet? Is there any particular one that you would like to see in uh, the Legends of Tomorrow? Like, I would like to see Plastic Man, but he—they already made Elongated Man, Ralph Dibney, into their version of Plastic Man. So you don't really want to just copy that character again. So who's a character that you think would make a good addition to the team? Especially with the way the show is. I already said they should throw in a lantern. 
a lantern traveling through time would be pretty interesting. I don't think you could do how if you did that. So maybe Kyle or uh, or or Guy. Really, Alan Scott. That'd be interesting. I think he'd be really good uh, mixed on there. I think he'd be a good lantern to throw into it. But um, I think especially if you decided to like pick up Alan Scott from World War II, like have him be from ooh, the Justice yeah. Society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, from that, I mean, what do we not- do Aquaman? I know we can't do that. You know who would be kind of cool since we haven't, I don't think we've seen them anywhere in the CW yet, but Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Yes. Because, you know, Brandon Routh was originally supposed to be Blue Beetle on that show or on on Arrow. It's crazy that uh, Arrow dropped Ted Kord's name. They keep dropping Ted Kord's name. No. And I'm like, what the hell is going to (laughs) happen? That's so weird that they have never brought him in. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who else would be cool. Who else would be fun? Maybe if you grabbed um, Bart Allen from the future. Cool, too. Even though we already have Nora. Oh, that's right. Maybe they could grab Nora. Just grab her from an alternate timeline? Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I think that's uh, about all I have for the news. If you want to just get into talking about TV shows now. Okay. So over at Batwoman, we had uh, the we had the big episode. We had the episode where she gets her red symbol. So we also got to see um, Tommy Elliot, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Tommy Elliott knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. He's put the he put the pieces together himself. Oh, that's not true. I'm sorry. He actually says that he paid a certain criminal to riddle him who the Batman was. Uh, so they definitely kept with the hush storyline from the comics. Now, uh, since he knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne, he went and talked to um, Kate and said, "Hey." Tell your cousin that I'm having a birthday party. Tell him to come show up to it. And Kate said, he's not here. He's been he's been gone. You know, he's like, oh, no, I know he's around. Uh, and she goes, well, how do you know? He's like, well, you know, I see I've been, see, you know, certain things have been happening and I know that he's he's around. Uh, referring to the fact that everybody thinks that Kate is Batman because she's been running around in Batman's suit. So because the fact that his that Batman's enemies thinks that he's back in town. Things have been going crazy. Like someone dropped a dummy from a roof uh, in a bat suit and they spray painted ha 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 on the walls. Like it implying that this time it's a dummy. Next time it could be a person. Uh, so okay. she was, she was getting upset about that. She didn't know if it was a good thing that she, what she was doing or not anymore. So eventually she, um, puts on her she puts on the outfit but she paints on the red uh bat symbol and then also cuts the the back out of the helmet so that she can let the red hair wig flow through and at the end of the episode they give her the batwoman name now uh you had two things happening in this episode at the same time Tommy Elliot is throwing his party that he wants to kill Batman at cuz he assumes Bruce Wayne's going to show up 
But you also have Alice over at uh, Kate's father's apartment, like saying, hey, I'm going to do something terrible if you don't come over here and show up. And while they were like Kate's father, which I can't remember what his name is at the moment, is trying to get his his family to safety, uh, except for Kate, um, the... Tommy dis- uh, disables the elevate elevators in his penthouse. So as they're going down, they start to fall and um, they think it's Alice, but it's not Alice. It's Tommy. Uh, Alice is actually like toying with uh, Kate's dad and uh, Kate's dad doesn't still doesn't believe that it's actually Beth who is, uh, you know, Kate's sister that's turned into Alice and uh, Kate has uh, Alice's boyfriend who's also a criminal kind of being held hostage. She said that if you can not kill anybody for 24 hours, then uh, I'll let you see him or let you have him. But, she, and she said she'll, she'll abide, but she doesn't. And she kills someone. She shows it to uh, Kate and she's like, Oh, do whatever you got to do to the guy. Like as if she didn't care. She's definitely huh. turning into Batwoman's version of the Joker. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good one. Once again, they have great fight choreography in that show. So, uh, I, I enjoy that at the, at the very least. Oh, speaking of the fight choreography and we didn't talk about it in the news. Uh, she, Ruby Rose did come out and say that she's going to scale back on doing any of her own stunts at this point since she's had her neck surgery uh, when she hurt herself Dang. doing stunts. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we'll probably know later in the season which stunt was the one that got her injured. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if it was this show or if it was a movie that she was doing that she hurt herself because I think I saw reports of both. Okay. So... But yeah, uh, obviously being a comic book superhero ha- does take its toll on all the stunt stunt work that you have to do. Right. Uh, is there anything in particular about that show that would make you want to watch it more? I know you haven't just you just haven't had a chance to get around to watching the episodes, but if something was there, is there something that would happen like other than maybe the crossover event? And I do really want to watch it. Um, I just haven't had time, but um, you know, it's associated with the Batman universe, so I got I have to watch it. So that's fair. <laughs> then let's go ahead and start talking about Supergirl. Supergirl's episode was another interesting episode. We focused a lot on um, Malakef. Is that how you say his name? I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> it's John's brother. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember what, how you say, say his name. But yeah, you find out that Jean is the one that actually wiped all the Martians' memories and his brother's memories and stuff like that so that his father could move on. Like he, he was very much worried that if he couldn't raise his own son, then how can he be a leader to the rest of the Martians? And he needed to block that memory out. So he's the one that did it. And uh, that's a big, big piece of uh, John's memory that he has to get over. 
Right, and especially since, you know, it's one of the biggest uh, sins you can commit amongst the Martian, you know, Yeah, and, the, and obviously the, the biggest problem that Malak have had is because he, he his powers weren't developed the same way as everybody else, all the other Martians' powers. He, what, he didn't have the ability to connect to the hive mind. Like, he has certain powers, but he doesn't have that one power, which really made him the outsider of everybody else. So um, when everybody was picking on him, that's when he would lash out. And when he lashed out is when his father was like, hey, you need to go to the Phantom Zone and work on your shit. and Or not the Phantom Zone, but made him go into seclusion. And that's when he met the White Martians. And the White Martians, you know, took him in. And he made, he, he, um, uh, made a connection with them. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we've talked about it before, too. Carl Lumley, uh, you know, being uh, Martian Manhunter in the animated series. Holy shit, man. His performance in this episode was amazing. Yes. Yes, it was. It was really good. Did you also think it was weird that since they were going into Jean's memories that everybody didn't look like Martians? They all looked human? Like... When I first saw it, I was like, why does he look like Hank Henshaw? He wouldn't look like Hank Henshaw on, you know, on Mars. But I'm guessing that's just the way that John prefers to see himself in his memories. Um, you might have missed it. Um, her name is Dreamer, right? Right. Yeah, she said that um, he even asked it, too. He's like, why, uh, why is everybody human? Uh, you know, they're not humans. And she's like, oh, I just... Uh, did this for myself so you know everything be associated to what i'm familiar with oh yeah i, mi- I missed that when when nia said that then yeah okay well, that, that was the reason that makes sense uh we also got to see sean uh, sean astin in this episode that's who um Malikef disguised himself as in this episode to get closer to um what? jimmy's sister I know I should know Kelly. It's Kelly. Kelly Olson and her work with the the Q waves. They keep throwing that around a lot this episode or this season. Like everybody, like Lex was doing work with Q waves. Uh, Kelly's doing work with Q waves. It looks like um, that's probably what Lena is going to use to try and manipulate everybody's brains so that they don't have anger anymore. It sounds like or want to fight each other. So. Uh, using the Q waves that he was able to unlock his memories and then, and his power. So he's a more formidable foe going up against Martian Manhunter and Supergirl. Oh my God. Phil Amar is a uh, Malefic or uh, yeah, his brother, the voice of Malefic. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool because they used uh, an, another actor when they showed him in the flashback or the memory, I should say. Right, they used somebody younger. <laughs> yes, much younger. Yeah, they even made Jean look younger. That was pretty cool. That was really cool looking, too. So when he's in his Martian form, I guess, is when you're using uh, Phil Lamar as the voice? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I, I, that's that's not on the, whatchamacallit, though, is it? That's not on the uh, IMDb page. Think- he, it's on his IMDb page. I just don't think it's uh, being credited on the uh, actual episode. Ah, uh, fair. Okay. Um, going on with uh, Lena. Lena is keeping up the ruse that she is friends with Supergirl still. 
she asked Supergirl to go and steal something of Lex's from evidence in a in a bank somewhere or something like that. Um, it was in a secret. She broke into another military base. She broke into a military base to get get something that used to belong to Lex, so that Lena could use it to. What she told her was to cope, to heal, but what she really needs it for is to continue her experiments. Right, and the weird thing too is, um, you know, she said that uh, his diary entries, uh, you know, she can hear his voice, and that's like the only thing that soothes him. But in all honesty. You know, that's uh, when she brought out the, you know, journal entries, they're actual books. Yes. What do yeah, you- which was, I don't know, I just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, which is something <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I don't know why they had to throw that in is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, at. you're not wrong. It was it was weird. Um, what? Was it the the part with uh, Tessmacher, who's now full on Hope? Hope has like is inside of her. She doesn't she doesn't really have any um, mind of her own. I guess is the best way to put it. So she still uh, is uh, is learning. Is the best way to put it. That's not a you know that's not the wrong way of saying it. Still learning, adapting. I guess. Yeah. Um, but is adopting Miss um, Tessmacher's, I guess, memories. Yeah, essentially. Then, uh, what was the other part that happened that I wanted to get to? Jeez. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, so yeah, your villain of this episode was the alien that had tattoos that killed people. Uh, is it alien? The tattoos, I guess, are the alien and it attaches to different hosts, I guess, kind of a symbiote kind of way. And yeah. it attached to a sharpshooter army vet killing person. And she was able to hold her own against, uh, uh, guardian or even beat guardian. Uh, uh and, uh, that happened in laser beams to get the spiders off. I guess that works. Yes, laser beams to get the spiders off. But uh, with Malekef being out there, James Olsen and Kelly Olsen all both had to leave town to keep themselves safe. Right. And uh, William, the what I'm guessing is going to be the new love interest for Supergirl in this season also had some shady dealings because he was talking to a guy who eventually the tattooed person killed uh, and he took credit for that guy's being killed with another person. So what do you think is going on with him? I don't know, man. And I don't have a big clue either because, I mean, he's taking money from, you know, other people as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on there. So it's going to be an interesting character to follow. Yeah, they really bring the shady people and and you know into Supergirl into Flash. <laughs> uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with Supergirl? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, again, I I didn't think that a lot of the CW shows held up for me this this week. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great it wasn't a great week. Uh, so yeah, going into Black Lightning, like I said, I didn't. Uh, th- this is the sh- episode I jumped on for this season, so I missed the second half of last season and the first two episodes of this season. 
I thought this was an interesting episode, at least. So I don't, I still don't, I know you explained it to me last week. I still don't quite understand um, why Jefferson was in being held by the ASA. But if you want to go ahead and, and fill it, fill all that stuff in or talk about this episode, why don't you go and do it? Uh, basically, uh, Agent Odell, who is one evil bastard, um, it basically was like, hey, you know, we'll provide uh, custody to, I'm sorry, not custody, uh, protection um, to you and your family. And uh, we'll make sure that nobody knows that they're metas. Uh, we'll keep them safe if, you know, you agree to be part of our um, organization, be part of, and placed under custody, basically. So that's why uh, Lynn is helping the ASA. Obviously, she was helping out with the pod children, but that's why, uh, you know, uh, Jefferson is, you know, staying there at the facility as well. Oh, okay. Basically, just protecting their identities. And why don't you go ahead and talk about the rest of the episode? So the episode was uh, we finally find out why um, Tobias is you know, growing weak and it's because he's not taking that serum that keeps him young and going. So that's uh, what's going on with him. Um, Odell, basically, um, they built in a giant sunroof onto his, uh, his cell. So they opened it up and said, you know, if you don't agree to help us out, tell us what's in the briefcase. We need to know what's in the briefcase. We need that briefcase. You know, we're just basically going to torture you until you talk. Yeah, that was pretty sadistic. Like, I, I don't even know what briefcase this is that he's talking about. But, yeah, seeing um, uh, uh, Tobias being burned, which I didn't even know that was a, a thing that he had a problem with. I didn't know that was a weakness of his. Uh, when he's being burned by the sun, that was, like, really bad. Yeah, blistered like crazy. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, Odell is actually a really good bad guy and i hate to like him just because of how sadistic he really is i mean uh last episode he killed that kid that got close to tobias and found out all of odell's secrets as well oh okay yeah because he said something about that that kid was named truth or he was able to get the truth out of people yeah and then it sounds like his power so he knew what it was oh okay and sounds like uh, the previous episode he, he, uh, Odell also had painkiller kill his mother. I, which I don't know if I said, yeah, but, oh yeah, uh, that's right. They reprogrammed him. We talked about it last week. But yeah, killed his mom. Uh, he's trained in 23 martial arts, which is insane. Yeah. And that was so cool. Like that at the beginning of the episode when he's going through all the different types of martial arts that he's he could do. And damn, is that guy in good shape. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's no longer like doing anything that would be considered like doing being painkiller anymore, right? Like he doesn't shoot out chemicals out of his gun. I mean, he uh, only thing is he basically uh, when he killed his mom, he basically like shot a needle in her, and that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. She died, but other than that, I didn't see anything else from him. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see too much either. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Because I'm pretty sure 
Jennifer is going to run into into painkiller. How do you think that's going to play out? I mean, when she does, it's going to be it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I saw in the episode she's flying, right? Yeah. So. Is she going around as a superhero now, or is she still doing her own thing? Basically, Odell in the past two episodes has been pretty much bugging her, like, hey, you know, uh, your dad's kind of, you know, carrying all the weight. You got to help out, too. Uh, You're pretty much the only one that can really fry any electrical device. So we kind of need you, and... um, basically said that uh there's a lot of markovians and that's why she blew up that base meanwhile they also gave jefferson a new suit which i thought looked pretty cool definitely looked better than the other the old suit and uh had him go on a mission to save some uh asa agents but then he gets there and he finds out that that actually wasn't his mission and he had to get a uh, dr jace yeah, Doctor J, or that's what he ended up having to do, right? Like he gets there, and the ASA agent says, "Okay, we have to go locate Doctor Jason." She's, he's like, "That's not what I was told they have to do." She's like, "Well, that's exactly what I was here to do." Yeah, that's right. Because the other, uh, the other military people were there. Hmm. Another thing too is, um, I hate how uh, the police chief is doing all he can, but he's still getting disrespected by everybody. Yeah, that, I did see that in this episode. I was going to bring the same thing up. Like, now the ASA is testing all police officers, and he doesn't agree with that, even though, I mean, even though they just found one, I guess, earlier in the season, one of the police officers, one of the detectives is a, was a was a uh, green light user. Meta. Meta. And he had to go give some money to her husband and tell her tell her husband that she was dead, right? Yeah, basically, God, I'm sorry for your loss. Here you go. But she isn't dead, right? She's just being held. I. Okay. So why is it that uh, Odell went ahead and let uh, Jefferson Pierce out of the ASA building? Basically, uh, Odell said, if you do this one last mission for us, because um, uh, Dr. Jace, uh, she released a virus that is only affecting metas, and they wiped out majority of the metas in the, um, in the confinement uh, cells. Basically, Odell promised him his safety and protection if he would, um, if he basically helped him find her. And what do you think, like, is, is Odell's in-game? Because he's definitely a person that uh, uh, uses everything. He manipulates, and then he uses favors and, you know, makes you seem like you're you're doing, you're, you're making your own decisions when actually he's making the decisions for you. Um, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, he already promised, uh, basically, uh, Tobias his freedom and would give him all his... Uh, um, you know, his territory back and would give him, uh, you know, a couple of uh, supplies to do that. Uh, I don't know, maybe he's going to want to start an all-out war against Tobias and uh, Black Lightning all over again. Um, and we all know that the ASA really cares about the uh, the metas 
and maybe he plans on, especially since um, they got Painkiller and they were able to reprogram him, so maybe his end game is just to reprogram all the metas and use them as super soldiers. Very, very cool. That, that'd be interesting. Uh, last thing I, re- I remember was that uh, I guess they revealed or at least earlier in the season, but they, t- uh, Nissa finally talked to Grace about it, that she's a shapeshifter. Now that's a, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh, the, the, the exchange between the two of them. And I said, yep, because she's a shapeshifter. I was just green. Oh yeah. It was, it was an interesting little scene because like when she changes into that old man and Anissa was like, Oh, what's going on? Kind of thing. But, uh, that's a big departure from the character in the comic books because Grace in the comic books is just a uh, Amazonian. She's just super strong, super tall, and uh, likes to fight kind of thing. So changing her into a shapeshifter is, a, I, to me, a very big deal. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. So that is a big difference right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, The Flash. So this episode of the flash is, uh, well, they, they hung, they went, it was Barry and Frost kind of working together to, um, track down Rama. Is that what the guy's name was? No, I don't know his name because <laughs> I don't care that much. Oh, Ramsey, Ramsey Rosa. Yeah. Ramsey. Dr. Ramsey. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously he's been our kind of antagonist throughout the season so far. Uh, he's up to no good. He's using antimatter or dark matter to try and heal a disease that took his mother, but it gives, uh, Barry some insight because Barry knows that his days are numbered and, uh, he, he's basically trying to make it so that, Killer Frost will be better at being a hero um, for when he leaves. And they finally figure it out that like, oh crap, uh, you know, you're going to die at the end of the crisis. Yeah, so they need he needs to go ahead and tell everybody that he's going to be dying instead of hiding it. And he does eventually. Um, he says that he saw a billion different timelines and the only timeline where everybody lives is the one where he dies. So that's also interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Um, still not too sure how I feel about the whole Killer Frost, Caitlin duo thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not particularly digging it. I'd, I'd rather have Caitlin around than Killer Frost. Uh, um, props to her for, you know, being able to, you know, play two separate roles in one show, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ralph and, uh, Nicolette. Is that, is that the, the, the prosecutor? What's her name? Horton, Sicily, C- Cecile. Yeah. Uh, Ralph and Cecile yeah. had their own side story where Ralph was having to deal with his mother and, uh, he gets. He had to. He came to the realization that his father just left. And he was a kid, and uh, uh, and how the mom is always lying about the boyfriends because uh, when he was a kid, it broke his heart when you know his dad actually left. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Is that she had to lie and say that you know either they died or stuff like that because he didn't or he just she didn't want him getting too attached to them because she didn't want him to be hurt like it was when his when his father left. Right. Uh, we also got our new Wells for this season. We got Harrison Nash Wells. Uh, what was it? Uh, Iris just went up and like tasered him. <laughs> Great, but uh, but I love too how they commented on the whole. Okay, yeah, you know, we always hate each other when Cisco was talking. About him. We always hate each other. But by the end of the, you know, by the end of this, we end up getting through it and we love each other. So how about you, you just break down that wall and just become friends right away? Yeah, let's just get to that part, which was also funny because like uh, Iris is like, hey, we know about the Council of Wells. Just, you know, we're, we're cool and stuff. And he's like, oh, those bunch of idiots. Like it reminds me of it, it had to have been like a Rick and Morty kind of thing, right? Hopefully, you know, because of Council of Ricks, and they're like, "Yep." And yeah, and, and our Rick is our like, Rick. "I'm the I'm the most Rick of Rickies, or I'm the most Rickiest of Ricks," because I'm not part of your council. Exactly, which was if it is a Rick and Morty reference, great. It was a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, they keep making Disney and Marvel references. I don't get it. Uh, they call the monitor. Um, an Asgardian cosplayer. Yeah, so I'm thinking that in this universe, the the Arrow universe, those movies exist. The movies and the comic books exist from Marvel Universe. I feel like that's bad. I feel like they're promoting the competition. I True, but I think you're also just... It's a thing. It's a huge thing. Uh, people who watch these are probably watching those movies too, so you have to say stuff. Okay. All right, I, that's, I'll the, let it slide. that's the only again. way that I could see it. Okay. I'll <laughs> let it slide again. I'm sorry. Uh, like you said, there wasn't really much in this episode, so I don't know what else would be important to talk about. Um, Ramsey is pretty much like a symbiote or symbiote, symbiote, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Something. Yeah, something's going to happen. I don't know what else is going to happen with him. I don't know if he's a character in the comic books or not. Either. Uh Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him. I don't remember that name. So it's it's going to be interesting to find out. What I found <laughs> is that he is a Flash villain by the name of Bloodwork. Um, let's see. His first appearance is Flash Volume Five, Number Twenty Nine, October of two thousand seventeen. So he's a relatively new character. After experimenting on his blood with other blood types, blood work developed the ability to transform his flesh into a blood-like physiology. Blood work can uh, also gain the abilities to control blood, congeal blood, and make the blood of others burn. Blood work claims he is invulnerable as he displays that he cannot be cut, and the Flash tested the invulnerability by emotionally projecting lightning from his body, sending Ramsey out of the building several yards, landing with a hard crash on a ground on the ground unharmed. Bloodwork has the ability to rege- to generate blood. Yeah, that's a whole bunch of blood. Um, and it all looks like symbiote manner. <laughs> yeah, so okay. far. A little bit. Uh I don't know. I don't know what to think about Ramsey and his his powers and stuff. I think 
what they should have done with this season is just have it all focus on crisis like they're doing with uh arrow yeah but i mean how i mean it would just be flash training and that's it that would get boring well see i think what you could have done is so what they have arrow doing is he has him jumping from earth to earth finding particular items that they're going to need to uh uh, stop the anti-monitor, right? So then you have Flash on this Earth training people, but also finding more heroes. Like, going all over work. the place instead of just being stuck in Central City. Yeah, you have gone to uh, multiple Earths uh, to try to figure that out. But I mean, no, I, how... What's up? I was going to say, I wouldn't, have him, I wouldn't have him travel to other Earths. I would just have him traveling on this Earth. Uh, uh, that kind of ruins what I'm going to say next. No, go ahead and say it. I'm going to say, so if you did go to, uh, you know, multiple Earths to try to recruit as many people as possible, uh, you know how the monitor has Ollie in a tight leash, you'd probably be like, hey man, you're kind of interfering with the timelines of stop. Don't recruit any more people. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. Hmm. All right. You want to go ahead and start talking about Arrow then? So this episode of Arrow, he he gets to come back to Earth One, uh, but he's in Hong Kong and he has to find a certain scientist. Now this scientist is working with uh, China White's um, triad, and he's developing a omega, alpha omega virus that's gonna uh, essentially, I guess, kills people, kills everybody. That's usually what alpha and omega means. Um, but he gets to team up with a uh, former partner, former ally, Tetsu, also known as Katana. Um, the, basically, the two of them have to work together, and we get to they they get to break down some of their old their old problems and stuff like that. Uh, Ollie is talking about how he knows he's gonna he has to be away from Felicity and all and and his kids and stuff like that and um. Obviously, Katana knows about loss because she lost her husband and, and son. What did you think about uh, being in Hong Kong? Like, I loved the uh, Black Canary and Harbinger teaming up together. Um, obviously, Dig and, and Ollie being the team again and Katana coming in. I really hope that uh, Dig and... Um, Harbinger get to make it past the crisis, like in some form or way in the C- the Arrowverse. Like they either they get their own show or they become part of someone else's show because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be that's gonna be the most painful thing for me that David Ramsey is not gonna be around anymore. No, and you know he's been there since season one, and yeah, if he goes, you know, it's it's kind of sad. We found out Plus, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Say unless um, we see him in some of the flash forwards after a while, or if they make the future, you know, with all these kids into a spinoff series, see him on there for a while. Well, I think they already said in the future that he's dead, if I remember okay. correctly. But that's not to say that the 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 Green Arrow and the Black Canaries show couldn't have flashbacks or memories where. Uh, you know, they could cut back to like John Jr. and um, Connor could have 
could have scenes where they're, you know, or they're talking about Dig as a father and stuff like that. So I was going to say that we saw that Lila is actually working with the monitor in, in aspects to uh, stop the crisis, I guess. I mean, uh, she's ahead of Argus, so I guess she has to keep taps on uh, metas and uh, all worldly uh, disasters. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know why, but no. <laughs> but of course, she has to keep it all secret because that's what Argus does. And uh, the thing has always been don't keep secrets. So once Diggle finds out about this, he's going to be upset. <laughs> um, the flash forward episodes were a lot about Connor Hawk and, and John Jr. having to face each other. Uh, it doesn't quite work out for him. He manipulates him and, and gets past his defenses and uh, they uh, were able to pull a fast one on Overwatch or, or William, I should say, and get into his system. And track him. And track him. So, not good. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sure Felicity would be very upset with her, her son not being able to be better at computers. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> also, why do, why do you think? I mean, they kind of went into it a little bit, but why do you think that uh, John Diggle Jr. Uh, you know resents uh, you know his brother and you know. Uh, you know, Dibble so much. Yeah. I mean, I think that they did, they, like you said, they got into it a little bit and I think it's at this point right now, we just have to assume that it's because, uh, John jr. Just felt neglected because Connor came into their lives and needed the extra attention. Okay. Very selfish. But yeah. Whatever. No, that's, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're portraying. Uh, I mean, it seems quite the leap to go from I feel neglected to I need to be Deathstroke now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got quite a bit of a jump there. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I don't know. And um, I can't take Connor Hawk too serious. And it's not the same actor from when they went to Starling City 2050 or whatever it was, right? I don't know if it's the same actor or not. In the Legends of Tomorrow episode? That's the only what, reason I ask because I can't I can't take him too seriously. He's too soft. I know he's supposed to be soft, but he's a little bit too much of a pushover. <laughs> yes, Connor Hawk was definitely more of a pushover than uh, Oliver Queen ever was. That's because he was. Uh, he, I mean, he was raised by Buddhist monks. It's all you know, live and let live kind of stuff. But he knows how to fight, and hopefully, they portray that better in the upcoming season or in uh, the spinoff. Uh, yeah. So this episode, yeah, it, once again, fighting was amazing. Choreography was amazing. Camera work was amazing. That's kind of what parkour. I love about this show, the parkour. Um, there could have been more with literally with arrows, uh, so to speak, but I, that's okay. I will say one thing, um, about the season so far. Um, you know, the, the flash forwards are, you know, entertaining, but you know, with it being Stephen Amell's 
final season and the show wrapping up, I feel like they could do a little bit less with the flash forward. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all because they need to promote the fact that there's going to be another show and that's, and they want people to be attached to those characters. So you continue to watch that other show. Okay. But I get what you're saying. This show should, this season right now should be all about Ollie and our characters that we already love. Uh, how they're dealing with the the crisis, but it's, I mean that's just not what they're going to be doing. I mean I'm sure we're going to see the other characters more when we go to different Earths, but right now we don't see them. Hey, disappointing. <laughs> All right, is there anything else you want to say about the CW shows right now? Uh, no, I don't. Th- again, just kind of let down week. That's pretty much it. Yeah, hopefully this week or this coming week is a, a little bit better. All right. If you have any things you want to talk to us about, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Midgetpedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. You can find Daniel on Twitter at... For, uh, Super Comedy Daniel. The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geeklymedia.com for more, uh, more episodes and archived episodes of our other podcasts on our network, geeklymedia.com. Her Geekly Media. Yes, the Geekly Media yeah. Podcast Network. But until next time, this is Geekly. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Yeah. This concludes our broadcast. 